Hello, hello, crypto traders around the world. We're back again for another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Thank you for being a listener. Whether you're a subscriber or not yet, I want to thank you for being a listener here today. We have a lot to chat about, and I want to get right into it. First, let me get some particulars out of the way. As I said, CryptoTalkRadio.net is a site. We'd appreciate it if you share it out to anybody you think would benefit from hearing about great crypto news, exciting information, also a little bit of a personal touch to it. We are growing fast, and we've been around since October and proud to be here and thankful that you guys have chosen us to listen to, whether you're driving or you're at work or whatever you're doing, and we try to give you the best we can. We have streamlined our episodes a little bit for the current process that we're doing. We will be ramping back up in the near future. So for right now, just bear with us, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Let's go ahead and get into our internal news for today. We're wrapping up another week of somewhat craziness. This will be the third week for the uh, endeavor. And it's yet again the roller coaster, but I I understand why. There's a lot of things going on. Um, I keep getting mixed assurances. We had a bit of a situation today that I don't think is a major situation, but it's something I have to keep my eye on, continue to watch it, and had some really good conversations with people, but I do think that there's a bit of mixed messaging that I have to kind of sort through, and I plan to have those conversations to get a a final, and because the reason it's important, by the way, is that I need to get good confidence that this is the right move, physical move, before I make the move. I think that there's a desire to do things, and so I think there's an appetite and excitement, and I've got good support. However, there's still kind of the legacy pieces in various places. And so I want to make sure that we're not disrupting anything, but at the same time, I want to make sure that everything is good uh, before we go forward. So that's still out there. It's still a thing. I'm still there, still working it. Um, And then off to the side, I am searching just because it's how I work to have a second endeavor because I can work up to three as long as they're doing things right. But I want to have a second endeavor. That would be my fallback strategy. I have to talk to my contact and just make sure that we're on the same page with what he sees is coming down the pipe moving forward. So a lot's in the air, uh, nothing that affects Crypto Talk Radio necessarily, but a lot's in the air and I will obviously keep you in the loop as to anything that would, that would change that stance. I don't anticipate there being anything. Now, let's go ahead and get real quick into some cryptocurrency type stuff, shall we? The biggest news, of course, is that there was a bit of a run-up of the various charts. It didn't last too long. Some projects seemed to make it out a little bit better than others, but it didn't last too long. But we did have a little bit of a run-up, a little bit of a green in places. Some projects that have been on the kind of the decline seem to be jumping a little bit more. Luna is back declining again as people sell off, as they realize and they kind of reconcile. No, this is going to do a fork, and we don't know what it's going to look like. Satama... V2 is scheduled for four days from now. So if you're into Satama, um, that would be your point to watch out for would be the 30th. That's where they're scheduled to do it. Now, going off past behavior, I expect there to be a cluster. I expect it to be screwed up. And if we go off tokens like Hold Token and others, because Satama is doing an airdrop, apparently they're not using Evermigrate, which I don't think is a good idea, but it's their project. I suspect there's going to be some problems. Uh, I'm not confident in the competence of the team to avoid or resolve those issues. So I'm what I'm saying to you is, and I'm not trying to be a naysayer, but I predict that the Satama V2 drop is going to be a problem. Now, if you're in Satama 
still, for whatever reason, <laughs> basically what's going to happen is for every billion tokens that you have, you'll get a thousand in the new. So you can do the math there and how that works. Basically what it means is that your, your value of your bag will be the same. So it's however much is your basis in there will be the same. So if you have $200 in there, you'll have $200 in the new token. Uh, but you will have significantly less tokens. It is supposed to be an airdrop. They're supposed to be working with the exchanges to get that part solved. So uh, I don't have any tokens left in the exchange. I have this small bag that I have that sits in the wallet from mining profits. And then, of course, the unminable, if you're using unminable, that means that the tokens that you're mining right now are going to be worthless. If you're trying to cram as much as you can get in at the last minute, by all means, just know that at some point that mining will give you worthless tokens. And they're not very efficient at turning off that process on their end. So just know that the date is May 30th currently to get that move over to V2. Once V2 is launched, I don't know what that means because the current contract for Satama is a V1, obviously, and it's renounced and the liquidity is scheduled to unlock. I believe they said the 31st. I believe is what they said. That's why they're doing the V2 is because they'll have access to the liquidity to move it over to the new token. Now, the the community, certain members, rather, have speculated that the Satama team, because they've been proven untrustworthy, might try to take all or some of the money when it unlocks. And so there's a lack of trust in Satama right now, as reflected in the price movement, where people have basically dwindled off. There's still some diehards buying into the project. There were some people that were kind of cramming in bags at the last minute. So there's a lot of uncertainty with Satama right now. And as I've said, I do not personally feel inclined to enrich incompetence. So I've purposely not spent any more money into Satama because I don't I don't believe or trust the team to get something done. It has nothing to do with the bag. Like I've got uh, some tokens, but they're mined. I didn't, I purpose, mined, M-I-N-E-D. I purposely have not spent any further money on Satama. When I was in it, I had taken for profits, so I wasn't completely out, but I did take somewhat of a loss after the failed Vegas event. So for me, I'm not directly affected. I'm just kind of watching it and see how they see if they screw it up, as I suspect they will. So there's Satama for those in it. That's what you need to know. If you're in SHIB, SHIB has tanked, repeatedly tanked, and we have the bear season after the green, slight green. SHIB has been harmed by this more than I would argue any other token because of how many holders they have. For those that don't re remember, SHIB had at one point, like one point, you know, it's like 1.5 million holders. They are now down to 1.2-ish million holders. That's still a lot of holders compared to other projects, but they're bleeding holders is what I'm saying. There's a lot less holders. The volume is way down. The liquidity is way down. There was a point where this guy was billions of dollars. It still has a billion, over a billion market cap. It's like $5 billion. So the market cap's still in a healthy state because of largely the holders and the staking. But it's way down in volume. It's way down in liquidity. It's way down in sentiment, and the price is, is going steadily down. We're about to hit adding back another zero. And for those that <laughs> remember on Satama, I was joking that Satama was about to add more zeros back to its price, and it's now at the point where I think it was my initial buy-in price, which would have been sometime in July-ish, July-August. So Satama's prices hit down significantly. Ship's price is trending down. It's not, it's not in a good state. And then the rest of the tokens in that ecosystem are at all-time lows, Boom, Leash, 
Hex is even down, which is somewhat surprising because Hex is backed by stable coins mostly. So I'm surprised to see Hex trending downward. It's trending a lot downward. I suspect there's some liquidations happening. I'm not sure why. I still maintain I'm of the theory that June is going to be a bull run. I could get it wrong, but I'm still kind of holding to that and seeing how it goes. On the Binance side then, and of course, most of my projects, current projects are on the Binance chain. We're seeing similar red, but not nearly as disastrous. So for example, uh, Libero has been trending downward, of course. As I described, people are basically selling the Libero and then they're stacking Libera in the Liberator bank. So that's harming the price of Libero as there's still more sell-offs happening and does not seem to be trending the opposite direction. There are a couple of whales that continually stack bags of millions of this stuff. So there are some whales that believe in Libero, but there's a lot more in the sell pressure on the Libero side. I don't anticipate that ending because a lot of the whales hold a lot in the staking where they're able to get the rewards and then sell the rewards. And then as they stack bags in the Libera or the Liberator, it's getting more Libero that they can just sell. So I, I think the just the construct of the way it works is making it worse. Now, the key with Libero, the volume is down. So it's possible that if the if the burns actually do something, which right now I don't think that's going to happen for the near future. If the burns can do something, it might ignite people's interest into buying into it. And then what you'd see potentially is resistance. We haven't even hit a bottom resistance on this thing. And that's unusual. Sometimes you would see long trends down, but this one's been going now for almost the duration of May. And usually you're going to hit a bottom resistance point at which you would see some climb up. So that tells me that people are simply waiting and they're not buying off the dip because it went past the pre-sale price downward. And so people lose the incentive to buy into it. Now, the interesting thing about Libero is if I look at Libera's price, Libera is also trending downward. I happen to know people are stacking Libera in the rewards. They're selling Libero for Libera, but then the volume of Libera is now way down. So now I'm thinking something else might be going on in overall because even Libera has lower activity overall where I would expect more activity than what I'm seeing, more volume than what I'm seeing. Libero has twice the activity of Libera. So it's it's very strange. It, it truly is. And I, I don't know what's going on there. And then I looked at other projects. Everybody's, you know, uh, the gamblers, not everybody. The gamblers' favorite. Uh, LockPay has started, as I mentioned, on the YouTube channel. Has plateaued. It's now starting to trend down as there's some sales happening. Its volume is still up, but people are starting to be able to sell out. So we'll have to see if there's going to be some fear on that one, FOMO selling, and it craps, which is my prediction at some point that it's unsustainable. Let's see what happens there. Tatano's trending way down. Seifu has broken its bottom resistance. It's now trading at about $27. And Seifu has a very loyalty, loyal rather, group in its community. There are people that believe in it, and they are buying crazy amounts of it because they believe in car salesmen, but there's a lot of significant sell pressure that hit this project all at the same time starting in the beginning of the month and then it's just been constant sell pressure and less people buying off the dip so seifu the thing with seifu is that seifu's volume remains higher than many of the other projects seifu has a stronger holder count than many of the other projects but it seems like the newness is gone with them because some of these people don't appear to be inclined to buy the dip 
Because if you believe that Seifu was able to get back up to the $330 a coin or token, then you would think that people would stack bags now because it means that you could be a millionaire just by buying 10 of these things, right? At the current prices, I'm saying. $10 worth, I'm saying. So in what I would see, I would assume that would be the case. I'm not seeing this. On even that project, Titano's trending down when I expected that there was problems on that one. Everrise is trending up, and I suspect that's because of staking, but if I'm right, it's kind of weird that Libero, which is almost nothing but staking, is trending down. I guess what I'm saying to folks is that we're looking at very strange numbers across the industry, and I don't know exactly what to make of it, but I, I think something's happening <laughs> somewhere. I haven't seen anything in the news that would help explain exactly what it is that I'm seeing. If anybody has any information, let us know at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Hit the contact link at the top and hit us up. Tell us what you know. If you know anything, I, I can't see anything obvious, uh, but it certainly looks like there's something going on that's got people skittish, extremely skittish, and that's strange off the heels of what we saw with the Federal Reserve. If you're kind of waiting in the wings and trying to figure out what to do with your cryptocurrency, I can't guide you directly. I will say for now, I would not recommend selling it because you're going to be selling at a loss. If I were you, in my opinion, um, selling at this point would be problematic and disastrous and not worth, not worth your time at all. That's just my opinion on that. You are free to make your own choice. I am simply saying I think there's so much red that I would not want you to just react. If it turns out it's, you know, the reason that you're doing it is for the best interest of your family, right? So you got to feed your family, your kid's sick or something else. Something is triggering your reason why you want to do that. Then that's that to me takes priority number one. Um, I'm simply saying that I personally think that it's problematic to sell at a loss. I would not recommend in this case selling at a loss when we see that there's potential that it could climb back, but also because at the end of the day, we don't even know why it's what it is. If you feel for you, if you feel like there's something else that catches your eye, right? You're, you're kind of done with cryptocurrency and you want to do something else by all means, please, by all means get into it. Um, don't feel obligated to stick into a thing. Uh, just go with what you got to do and, Stick and, and be hold firm to your own beliefs is my point. Don't let anybody tell you what to do with your crypto or what to do with your anything. Make the best decision for your own situation. And at some point, we'll come out on the other side and you have to be okay with whatever you decide. Even if that means you lost something, be okay with the fact that you were able to stabilize your own uh, situation with whatever decisions you made. Be confident in the decisions that you make. And don't let anybody else... Uh, uh, and then flipping on the other side, there are a number of projects that are spinning up as a result of the USD and Tether fiasco, and they're starting to get a little bit more attention. And one of them is called USDD. And USDD came out of nowhere, <laughs> truly nowhere, came out of nowhere. It launched at like 20 something dollars, spiked to like 20 more dollars, and then crapped down to $1.50. But what the story behind this was, there was a lot of there was a lot of hype around the idea that this could solve the algorithmic and do it right. I don't have enough information of it yet. I want to just let you know that the whole idea of the algorithmic stablecoin, 
there's now this vision that it just needs to be done right. It was not that the protocol was flawed. It's that Do Kwon Do Rug Pull, as I call him, is an idiot. And so you may start seeing, my point is, you may start seeing tokens spin up that are trying to leverage this and try to do it correctly. And what I would advocate is don't get tempted too much. Don't just risk it unless you know that you're safe and you're not going to put anything else at risk. Don't FOMO, don't YOLO. If you look at the basis and you decide it's for you, by all means, but I wouldn't want people to take out loans and jump into it off the hype. And I think that's going to be a temptation for people. And I want you to stay safe on this. The other people I'll call out. So the whole Terra fork is scheduled to happen here soon or start here soon. I believe 20, the tomorrow is the start of it. They're going to do it. And uh, Mark Cuban, of course, Mark Cuban's well-known billionaire. He's been on feature on shows. Everybody knows he is. And he's come out. He's trashed the fork and said, you know, this isn't going to work. And I didn't invest in the previous one. And I didn't invest in Anchor. And I don't want to have anything to do with this. He had a project at some point uh, that he was shilling, basically. It was called Iron Finance. And it didn't get anywhere near as large as Luna, but it had a similar concept. It had stable coin and everything in the ecosystem. And it crapped. And the Titan token, which was part of this, had crapped as well. It was a very similar flow as what we're seeing with UST and Luna. And as a result, Mark Cuban's basically saying, you know, this is a no-go. This is not a this is not a good idea. Don't support this. This is not what we want to do. And I'm not getting in it. I'm certainly not getting the other one. Many of these other now billionaire or millionaire CEOs have come out and they're saying, you know, we don't think this is the right answer. We think it's a bad idea. Many people off the Ethereum, when it forked, had looked in retrospect and said, this is a bad idea. We don't think this should be what we're doing. Well, <laughs> the founder of Dogecoin, name is Billy Marcus, and he had said that this, you know, trying to do this as a new chain and all that's going to basically attract gamblers, that people are going to be trying to FOMO and gamble off the new chain. Remember, the new chain is not going to allegedly, not going to have a stable coin, and it's supposed to be a community token, and it's not supposed to have any mechanics similar to the old, and it was designed to basically run away with people's money and try to compensate people in the past, and they're going to take 30% off of this and do airdrops and then vest out the airdrops, and people are going to be pissed off because... They're not going to be able to get their tokens right away. And then there's going to be those people who buy straight in and then dump off of it. That's going to happen off the jump. So a lot of these CEOs are really trashing this. Expected. It's all expected. But they're really trashing this and saying, this is the wrong idea. This isn't what we should be doing. And you're going to turn people uh, against each other. And the last bit of news, this doesn't really affect anybody, I don't think. But just so you know. Because of what happened with UST and because of uncertainties with USD Tether, because that one started to lose its peg ever briefly, many of the exchanges are now starting to support stablecoin for USDC as one of the pair tokens for uh, things like SHIB, uh, things like ApeCoin and other ones. I don't have the full answer as to why this was never the case before. I, I assume it was just that they never built up reserves of USDC. I don't know. I'm saying only that now they're getting into USDC and they're creating it in a pair against these tokens to give you another stable coin that is more trustworthy. USDC, which is run by Circle, is directly pegged to the US dollar. So it doesn't have the tricky bit mechanics of UST. 
and USD Tether has lost its peg before. Not for long, but it's it's lost its peg before. So USD Tether has always had these issues. And again, I don't really have the understanding as to why USDC was never in play before, just telling you that it is now as one of the pairs on the exchange. Now, if you're going through a DEX, a decentralized, many of these DEX projects, for whatever reason, do not support the uh, USDC. I can't tell you why. The first I saw was actually Libera, and even they changed. When it first launched and it went on the pre-sale, it was USDC-backed. And then they switched it to Wrapped Phantom, and I'm not really sure why. So there's got to be something about it that I'm not aware of. I haven't seen anything. Just so that you know, though, there's changes are coming, and people are having uh, they're having their moment. And all I can tell you is to kind of hold the line on it and be receptive to change, because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of sketchiness now with what happened with the UST and Luna situation, and it's causing what I argue is an overreaction, and people are kind of switching gears and doing things differently, and I suspect that's going to make us better long term. But in the short term, I think it's going to upset people, piss people off, frustrate people, and we're just going to have to kind of help people that are new to cryptocurrency. The last bit I'll cover, and this is more internal to the show, uh, we're the Endeavor, again, is that roller coaster. And as a result, I have purposely held back on guests. If a token wants to smoke, I'd love to have them on the show. That's still open. However, I'm trying to also sign for... Uh, tokens to come on the show and or do partnerships so that we can generate revenue for the show. But for right now, we've said we're not actively seeking out guests. I don't know when I can change that and start getting back. I have a couple of projects that their marketing agency reached out and they want to be on the podcast, but I have the sense that they're going to want to market their project. And if they want to market, then I want them to pay, pay up sucker. Because I think for me, it's more important that I turn it into a business and I don't, I'm not a charity. If it's a token that just wants to chat with me and just like with eJets, right? We just want to chat it out and I can hit them with questions about what they're doing. That's different. It's not designed to market it. It's designed to give awareness. You may not have known it was there and we want to make sure you're aware of this great project. That's different. That's not marketing. But if it's like, look, this is here and here's what you need to know getting into it and we do recurrent coverage, that's the key. Yes, I want to try to make that a billable service. So we're going to watch and see what happens here. And hopefully we get to the point where um, the endeavor calms down and we smooth it out and then we can kind of get to the point where we are pushing this forward back to putting guests on the show. But so that, you know, we do have guests lined up that have requested. We I have a tickler on the calendar with the marketing person to follow up in early June because they seem very excited to get on the show. Hopefully that goes forward. There's quite a few of them, and it fits nicely into the Leicester Live uh, entities that matter set. However, what I've said is that the audio will be made available through our various platforms, uh, including YouTube, but the video will be dedicated to our triad members because that's what I've committed to them going forward. So as far as the triad, I want to just talk about the triad. The triad members, I, we've, we've grown it a little bit. We've got some more members signing up, and I appreciate our triad members. My commitment is, as I've been working through the week and dealing with my endeavor, to get all the content loaded that I've committed to loading this week. Also need to work on the casual talk radio and getting that rolled out this week as well. So I'll be doing a lot on this weekend, and I'll probably um, 
I may or may not do live today on Leicester Live. I haven't decided. There's not really much to chat about. Um, so I probably may or may not. I don't know. Um, for those that have been curious, I have, I'm not covering Libero right now because there's nothing to really talk about that I haven't talked about. However, we do take requests that people are curious at CryptoTalkRadio.net. You can fill out the contact form and just request that we look at a, one of the uh, projects that you're curious about. Or you can comment on one of the videos that we've done, and we're happy to take a look at it as long as you're not coming in it already having decided. You're coming in it for us to take a look. If you haven't made up a decision yet, we're happy to look at it, those. The final part I'll call out here, when, when you look at other YouTube channels out there, I said before that this is hard work. There's a lot that goes into it, and I'm no different, but there's certainly a lot of people out there. And what I would say to you is, if you're following YouTube folks and you see that the coverage is what you like and it's what you want and you're happy with it all and you have no complaints or concerns or that, by all means, support those. You know, show whatever support that you can and realize as well that some of them may not necessarily have your best interests at heart, but there are truly good ones out there, even if they're, you know, what they do might lead you down a path, right? If you have a project that rugs that they might have talked about, just understand it. I can tell you straight from my lips that some of them are not thinking of you, but some of them are. And you got to get a gut sense on the way that they provide coverage, right? If they're just, you know, pushing you and pushing you and you get the sense, right? They're doing all these things that kind of push you to buy in as opposed to just neutral high level. Here's what it is. Coverage. Be thinking about whether that person's trying to push you into something that's going to cost you money or they're just trying to talk about something they think is a good bet for you and accept that sometimes they may get it wrong. But also, I saw on one of the people's, one of the YouTube coverage, one of their followers, who I, I it sounds like they were a long-term follower, had uh, lost her nephew in the uh, Uvalde shooting. And I think that caught the YouTuber kind of off guard a little bit because the person, although they mentioned that they lost their nephew in that shooting, they said, you know, we, thanks to your coverage, we bought into this project and we love what you do. And then there were other ones where they, they and their kid watch along. And so realized that that that's the greatest thing. I think when you can create that loyal community and Identify the ones that are working hard for you, right? Identify the ones that they're trying to promote and support that community aspect. At the same time, realize that we also have to, all of us, have to fight off, not just FUD, but just there are people that their approach is toxic. And then they play the victim when we come at them. As a result, the, the saying that I've adopted for Leicester Live is... If you give it, you better be ready to take it. Because as I've said, I think before, even on older episodes, I am a straight shooter in a world of sensitivity, and I'm not afraid to come back at it if somebody comes incorrectly. I expect people to come with, me, with respect to me. And I think the tribe members in particular will say, ultimately, I do everything I can to make sure everything is as good as I can get it as a one-man show. And I don't tolerate less than the best. It's just sometimes... There's budget things, there's time and schedule things. But I think it's clear that the level of effort that I put in is bar none. So I truly will not accept somebody disrespecting me or disrespecting my community. It's very important to me. 
And I want you to understand that for the serious people that are doing this, whether YouTube, podcast, doesn't matter, the serious personalities, you know, we're not talking the Tucker Carlson's of the world. We're talking the serious personalities. They're the ones who we understand you are human beings. You have lives outside of us, but you make a choice to talking to us and you make a choice to working with us and you make a choice of uh, spending time listening to our coverage. And we, you know, many of us, not all, many of us appreciate it, but we also don't want to hear things like that. It, it does affect us because we're human too. So I hope, I seriously hope that anybody listening, whether you're a subscriber or not, anybody who's a member, triad, I hope that there's no, nothing of that vein has happened to anybody out there. And if it has, I apologize because I know that it's a hard time. And I would say that it seems like for whatever reason, I don't know why, but it seems like for whatever reason, anytime we have a Democrat president in the office, the amount of mass shootings increases. I can't explain that, but it seems like it's a thing. And I don't know if that's just causality. I, I don't know. But all I'm saying is, as somebody who's doing this, as a personality, quote unquote, I appreciate that you listen to my show. I appreciate that you take the time because you have choices. And I seriously do hope that nothing of that nature is happening to anybody out there. And if it is, I apologize. It's tough. And try to take it easy on many of the people out there that are doing this because we don't know. We don't know what people are going through. But the flip of that, of that coin is when you have projects that you like or you support or things that you believe that don't match what we say, that's okay. What's not okay is coming at us in hostile fashion about what you feel. You should come at us and say, here's how I feel about it. I heard what you said. I see what you're saying. I don't personally agree. I'm going to continue doing my thing and we support you. I think every one of them will say, I support what you just said. Where it becomes a problem is when you come at somebody and you say, look at your project now, deep, 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 or any other, this kind of toxicity. There's no reason for it. There really is no reason for it other than being overly defensive and being overly defensive doesn't move us forward as a society. Anyhow, thank you once again for listening this long. We will be back next week, Tuesday, with our next episode. And hopefully, if I'm right, and maybe I'm not, but if I'm right, we should start seeing the first inklings of more green candles. If I'm correct about the month of June, we'll have to wait and see. I will do a little bit more coverage on the Ethereum side because I want to give them some time to sort all that garbage out as well. So hopefully I get to hear you back there or you join me back then when we get there. Try to hold tight. And again, please don't FOMO or YOLO into stuff and stay safe.